Hey guys, this is Ed, Paul, and Anna of Current Brand Media, and we are here to tell you a little bit more about our sponsor. Sportsball is a great subscription service geared towards minor league baseball fans. Each box features a different minor league team. You get a box every three months with minor league baseball gear, including different styles of hats like Ed's favorite, the dad hat. The cost is less than $12 a month. Proceeds from each box goes to More Than Baseball, the only nonprofit dedicated to the well-being of minor league baseball players. We all know that Parents' Days are coming up this summer. So if you've got a mom or a dad or a grandma or a grandpa who are particularly difficult to buy for, but you know they're baseball fans, this is the answer, guys. Meet your new favorite team at sportsballbox.com. Is there anybody there? <laughs> His number one thing was we want to have fun on this podcast. We want to laugh. We want to joke. So if anybody's ever heard any of our episodes, that's a big thing we like to do is joke around, have fun, obviously talk about minor league baseball. What's up, Deadhead crew? Ed here. And on this episode, I give you guys Eric Prophet. He is a fellow podcaster like myself. He has a wonderful podcast called the Earn Fun Average Podcast with our good friend Johnny Bolin. Guys got to listen to it. It is really good. Wait, hold on a second. Am I supposed to say that? This is a podcast that is not my podcast that I'm telling you guys you guys got to listen to. That's just weird. Anyways, still, listen to it. It's really good. But do it after you listen to this episode because I promise you guys, you guys are going to laugh. We also talked about his love of baseball in the city of Wichita, how he goes from loving the Wichita Wranglers to losing the Wichita Wranglers to loving the Wichita Wind Nuts to losing the Wichita Wind Nuts. And then now finally getting a new team, a double A team for the Minnesota Twins, the Wichita Wind Surge. We talked about the different um, theme nights that they have, Tumbabacas totally one of my favorite i promise you guys you guys gotta check that hat out as well and then we talked about his prophet palooza trip that he does with his brother and how he came up with that or they both came up with that um so guys without further ado i give you the episode all right well i want to welcome you guys to yet another episode of the data chronicles you guys already know who i am my name is ed and with me today i have my friend my fellow podcaster mr eric prophet how are you doing my man i'm doing well ed thanks for having me on i appreciate it absolutely absolutely you know a fellow uh podcaster and someone who appreciates the minor leagues like we all do so why not right yes sir all right, man, let's get started. Let's go in it. Tell me, you uh, you know, since you were young, how did you become a fan of this glorious sports that we call baseball? I'd like to attribute it to probably having two older brothers. So I have brother Joe, who is six years older, and brother Nick, who's eight years older. So Nick and Joe were going to school together. So they were in elementary, middle, high school. They were always together. But because I was six years younger than Joe, I never was in school with them. But of course, whatever they did, looking up to the big brothers I wanted to do. So they mm -hmm. were in sports. They played little league baseball growing up. They played football in high school. So of course I wanted to do all that that they did. And so then when I turned five, my parents put me in little league baseball. So I played baseball when I was five, all the way up through high school. So just something I think I'd attribute to not only having older brothers, but then also three uh, neighbors next door, three boys, 
all nice. in the same kind of age range and then two other boys across the street. So we had almost a full team <laughs> oh, all that's... within kind of a three little house radius growing up. So we'd play out in the front yard and we'd use the front yard or we'd play out in the street or we had a park that was, I don't know, probably two, two to three minutes from us. So we'd either walk to the park or we'd ride our bike and we'd play up there at the park and we'd use our bicycles as bases and use the tires as, you know, the base or whatever. So I'd like to say that growing up just with the older brothers and neighbors all in kind of the same age range, that that's kind of how I got started with the game of baseball. That's awesome. You know, a lot of people say, Hey, you know, it's my parents or, you know, like that's the main one. Uh, and, and, you know, honestly for me, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but like my, my dad was not the one who instilled the love of baseball for me. Right. He's a pastor. Right. Um, so he was now he's never really been a sports guy. You know, uh, I just picked it up, you know, my brothers and all that. So I'm glad that, you know, that someone else besides me saying, nope, it wasn't my parents. It was my brothers and or or something different. Right. Yeah. So, of course, my parents were very supportive, uh, like kind of like you mentioned, my dad. I wouldn't say was out there teach me the game all the time, but whenever I had a game, whether that was baseball growing up or when I played football in high school, they were always there at all the games. I remember my dad did take me to some of the, when we had back then it was the Wichita Wranglers and he would take me to some games. So he was there, he was involved, but I'd say I kind of grew my love just because of my brothers for, for the most part. That's awesome. It's all about family support. So that's amazing. Wait, so you play football. What position did you play? So I was the one of the captains. I played outside linebacker and then I did special teams. So, of course, you did almost everything, um, yeah. both sides of the ball in high school, but uh, mostly outside linebacker. That's awesome. I uh, could never play. I they, tried, they told me, hey, you should. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. I should have played, you know, so <laughs> yeah, because it looked like a lot of fun and you got to hit people. So that's always fun. Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, OK, so. Um, growing up, you know, the, were you involved in baseball at all? Like, you know, I, I, from what I understand you play, you worked in, uh, in baseball, didn't you? Yeah. So when I turned 16, I started, um, actually my first job was at Wendy's and then a couple of years later while I was finishing up high school. So I started obviously that when I was, uh, you know, just a sophomore, but then by the end of my junior, senior year, uh, I started working for the Wichita Wranglers. And so I believe that was around 2003 when I worked for the Wranglers, mm -hmm. I started out and I sold merchandise and that was back in the days when you can actually go into the stands. Now I've been to a couple of games recently where they're starting to get more vendors in the stands, but you know, over the last couple of years, yeah. they haven't really had vendors in the stands like we used to see it, but I'd go around and I'd sell merchandise or sell food or whatever. And then it got to a point where I was an usher and I was kind of in prime real estate right behind the plate you know the those that pay to sit right behind the plate um i had a little walkie talkie so the boss could talk and you know direct people to their seats and everything so that was a blast i didn't work there for very long part of the 2003 season and then very briefly in 2004 but it was a lot of fun when i worked for the wranglers and that was right before they ended up going to northwest arkansas in 2007 yeah uh, so it's kind of the end of that tenure uh, before we had independent baseball that came in with the wing nuts. So really enjoyed the time. And I always think to myself, if I didn't have the job I have now, or maybe here at some point, I might get back into minor league baseball and work there because it's it was a lot of fun. There's something about it, right? Like you're just like, you know, want to go in there, you work yet. Granted, you don't see much of the game, 
but there's just something about going to the ballpark and say that you work in in baseball that you know i just love that i wish i you know i wish i would have stuck with it because i actually worked at uh before at that point the cleveland indians and i was just like you i started selling merchandise in one of the kiosks and to this day i remember i was freezing <laughs> my patootie off you know in like that 30 degree weather but it was we were there and it was a lot of fun i will i do not regret that at all yep um so what got you you know because you know you and me have a uh, we have a love for baseball. We are, you know, American League Central and you are a Royals fan. How that, you know, obviously you're you're from Wichita. So it's just you just grew up a, a Royals fan. Is that just because it was the team closest to you? Yeah, that's for the most part. So in Wichita, we're three hours south of Kansas City. So it is the closest minor league or I'm sorry, major league team to where we're located. So there's a lot of Royals fans here in the Wichita area. And then when the Wichita Wranglers were here um, from the late 80s, early 90s, up through 2007, they were, for the most part, in most of the 90s and the 2000s, they were the AA affiliate of mm. the Kansas City Royals. So that kind of helped grow my love of being a Royals fan as well. You know, having those guys here, Alex Gordon, who was an all-time great with the yeah. Royals, uh, Billy Butler, Zach Greinke, he pitched here in Wichita, so he's back with the Royals right now. So that kind of helped not only being close enough to Kansas city where I go up quite a bit now, as it is uh, for work to Kansas city. And then obviously up there for fun, um, depending on what time the game is, we can usually make a day of it, just drive up the morning if it's an afternoon game and come back. So, but I would say with the Wranglers being an affiliated team of the Royals for so long, that helped as well. Cause I could see him here and then get to see him play in the majors once they got called up. Uh, let me ask you, and this is something I've always wanted to ask somebody. So how was how was the, the, the feelings that you had when they said that the Wranglers were leaving town? You know, how was that whole all of that emotion that happened with with all of that? It was pretty tough. Uh, it's hard to kind of get over that the team was leaving you. Um, the ownership, obviously, at the time didn't think and you could definitely tell towards the end of the tenure with the fan attendance and everything that it wasn't going to go over well but you know a lot of people that you know big baseball fans i think took it i don't want to say more personally but i think they took it harder than just your casual fan that would go out to a couple games so to me it kind of hurt and then it took a, another year and then we brought in independent baseball like ed mentioned and it's just it's it's great baseball that they played the Wichita Wingnuts played in the American Association, right? Yeah, uh, with the likes of the Kansas City Monarchs and the Lincoln Salt Dogs, and used to be the St. Paul Saints before they got uh, yeah. bumped up to AAA. They were in the American Association, so they were uh, an opponent for the Wingnuts. So yeah, it was you know great baseball, but it's not affiliated. So you'd have some guys that had played before or were gonna go into the majors. But just to not have that affiliated ball and know for sure, I'm probably going to see these guys in the majors soon. It was kind of tough to, to take that. So, and then that was, like I said, 2007, and we just got affiliated baseball back, you know, 13, 14 years later, just here within the last couple of years. We're in mm -hmm. year two now with our team we have. So it took a while to get them back, but I'm glad the affiliated is finally back. I was just going to say, it's like, yes, you, you had it, you had the wing nuts, but the wing nuts weren't there for too long either, though, at the same time. Right. I mean, I love their logo. I think it was one of the greatest logos I've seen when it comes to baseball logos. But it was like, 
Yeah, right. Like you you said, it's like it's independent ball. And don't get me wrong. I'm a fan of them. I love these guys. And, you know, it's just, you know, a player will, um, willing to sacrifice and do what they need to do in order to fulfill those dreams. But, you know, you don't have an affiliation. You don't have an affiliation to a major league club. And a lot of people look at that as, you know, the end all be all of things. So I can understand that, exactly. you know. Yep. Um, so the 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 new team comes, you know, how 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 was that overall being taken there when you when you uh, guys found out that you guys were going to get a new team? A lot of people were skeptical, as you could probably imagine, because yeah. it, didn't, it didn't work in 2007 and you know previous when they had the Wichita Wranglers. So right. a lot of people would be the same way. They're like, well, if that didn't work, why do you think a new team's going to work? But, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, that was a good 14, 15 years ago. So things changed, you know, people different people move into the city, new people are born, you know, the younger kids are now getting old enough. They could go to the games on their own and maybe a new brand of fans and everything. And the uh, stadium that the Wranglers played in was built in 1934. So it was one of those very old so classic ballparks. Yeah. Loved it. You know, loved those classic old ballparks, but at the same time, there's so many amenities that were lacking and they just said, it's going to be too much to try to just do these renovations. So they decided to tear it down. And then finally, after a couple of years, they built the the new stadium, which is fantastic, um, brand new and actually a triple A ballpark originally. So we have probably a better ballpark than most would imagine now that we have a double A team um, because it was originally built for triple A. So obviously for myself and, you know, those big baseball fans who are like, okay, it's time we need affiliated ball back. Yeah, Um, let's bring them in here. So just the detractors always, you know, they're always going to say what they want to say about it. But for myself, I would say I was really excited for it to come back and excited to see who the team was going to be, the name, the logos and all that. And and you you yourself decided at that point when they were coming back to become a season ticket holder. Yeah, definitely. So this was so I have a, a one year old. He just turned one about a month <laughs> ago. And this was before he was born and before we planned on having uh, the, <laughs> our baby. So my wife and I were like, yeah, let's go ahead and get a couple season tickets. And then if she's busy with work or myself, then we could take, we have a couple older boys, you know, we could rotate. So we only got two season tickets for her and I, but then we could take, you know, one of the boys or we can get a couple extra tickets. So we're like, yeah, let's go ahead. Let's support this team as best as we can. Um, and then as we're supporting this team, you know, at that point, then that's when everything shut down. And so when they were supposed to start in 2020, they didn't. Mm-hmm. And then by that time, that's when we decided to have a kid, but it was like, Hey, we've already paid for it. And then of course they let us roll over our season tickets that we had already paid for to last year, which was the first year they finally played. And by that time, you know, we had the kid and everything, but yeah, we're like, let's just support this team and best we can. So we ended up getting season tickets and then uh, some of our good friends, they end up going in with us. And so they have two season tickets right next to us. So if they oh. ever can't go, they can give us their tickets or back, you know, so basically we have the equivalent of four season tickets that we can use, you know, between whoever wants to go. So it ends up turning out pretty well. That's awesome. I love that supporting uh, your, your local team. And let's get back to this part. It was meant to be a triple a team. And then some, the, the realignment happened yep. and then you, you guys got bumped down to double a. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was not fun. So we're excited. You know, the Miami Marlins, they're a team that 
don't know a whole lot about. There's not obviously much connection at all from the Marlins down right. in Florida to us in Wichita. Uh, we knew the team from New Orleans was the baby cakes was foldings and then they were going to come here. And so we're like, okay, we're going to have a triple A team. So we're going to see guys either on rehab or guys yep. that are close to making it to the majors. Now I know I've seen some where they've skipped and jumped from double uh, a up to the majors. I believe Alex Gordon with the Wranglers. I don't think he ever really played in Omaha until he got sent down when he was struggling early in his career, but just straight from Wichita up to Kansas city. And so I knew it could happen, but typically you would see a lot of guys that you would know more about in the triple a level. Right. So we're right. pretty excited about that. And then, like you said, as everybody knows, MLB came in and, uh, rearranged everything and then so they moved us from triple a miami to double a minnesota and as we talked Weirdest about thing. with exactly and as we talked about you're a guardians fan i'm a royals fan well the twins are in the al central so <laughs> right. i don't want a division rival we're in kansas city the closest area to kansas city so we're in royals country and so we have our guys double a affiliated that's gonna be you know, playing okay. against your Royals. Eventually. Exactly. It's like, well, we'll, uh, we'll root for the local guys, the Wichita guys. But then once they get up now, it's fun because they're, we're starting to see a lot of the guys that played here in the first season last year. And then some guys this year get called up. So it's fun to watch them. Not as fun when they get to play the Royals. <laughs> right. Uh, Not so as yeah, fun that when was, they, they, they hit real good against your team. Yeah. That was kind of really, I don't want to say bizarre, but just how they switched us from triple a Miami to double a Minnesota, but because they originally intended us for us to be the Marlins before 2020 got canceled, that's what they built this state of the art stadium here for a triple a team. And then of course, when they changed, it was like, well, we're not going to take down the stadium, destroy it and do a double a stadium. So it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. A super nice double a stadium. So I love getting to go there every night. That's awesome. And I, you know, there's some real triple a ballparks out there that are just absolute gorgeous. That's one of the ones I want to go visit. Uh, The one in Columbus, the Clippers, man, that's a beautiful one. Obviously I got Durham bowls here as well. So that's a cool one as well. So um, at least you're not the Fresno Grizzlies, right? (laughs) Yeah. Who got bumped down all the way to single A? I mean, that was that. Imagine taking that pill right there, you know, like oh, yeah. And I was kind of wondering, so I'm like, why wouldn't? So when we talked about how St. Paul Saints became from independent to AAA, we were thinking, okay, well, we were the AA. If we're going to switch over to the Twins, why didn't we become the AAA? And maybe St. Paul could be the AA. Obviously, it makes sense since St. Paul's right there next to the Twins. That right. takes, I don't know, what, 20 minutes, however long. You could tell us when you do your trip here in a couple of weeks how long it's going to take Not uh, to get from. Yeah, so that obviously makes sense in that aspect. But that's another thing where it's like kind of hurt us. Like, well, we should have maybe been the AAA and just stayed AAA, but then now obviously moved to the Twins. But instead, they put St. Paul from independent to AAA because of proximity and everything and then bumped Wichita down to double A. Funny how things work out, don't they? Like crazy. I was like, oh, you know, we're, we're taking this independent team and we're going to bring them on and, you know, they're going to become an affiliated team. How? Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so let's talk about a little bit about all of a sudden, you know, um, you, you, you met our, our mutual friend, you know, Johnny Bolin and decided that, you guys were going to start a podcast. I'm, you know, I know you talked about this in one of your episodes, but you've already before tried to do a podcast. 
you know, when the bug hit, you know, why decided that you wanted to do a podcast? So that's kind of a funny story. It was almost a joke to begin with. So I didn't know Johnny that well, other than on, on Twitter as everybody else. Right. He was just one that he would pretty much anytime I would comment or post on anything, he would like it. And I'm like, wow, this random guy would you know, <laughs> likes all my, my Twitter <laughs> posts or whatever. So I didn't really know what to do with that. But then we had, I think that's when we started with your guys's Wednesday night yeah. uh, tw- Twitter space and everything. And Anytime he put on a video or anything he'd tweet, he's just absolutely hilarious. And that, so he's a funny dude. He really is. <laughs> he is. And I love his Mississippi accent or Missouri, if you fall, Missouri, for Paul. But uh, I had to get that little jab in there at our friend Paul. But yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's good. So I think somebody had just come out, you know, how many people out there have a podcast? It seems like now all of our friends on Twitter, I feel like have yep. a, a podcast and somebody else had came out with one. I don't remember who it was. And so I was just kind of half-hearted, you know, joking and said, you know, because Johnny's so funny and I left his accent, I was like, maybe Johnny and I should start a podcast. And he kind of, you know, laughed at it. And then a couple of days later, he sent me a message. He's like, I'm still thinking about that. And I was like, okay. A couple of days later, he's like, I'm really thinking about was is is it crazy? Should we do this? And so what kind of turned into just kind of a funny joke about, hey, everybody else has a podcast. Why don't we? Yeah. He's like, Yeah, I I honestly I think I really want to do this because he talks all the time about how he'd love to be a PA announcer or on field host or radio something, or whatever. Yeah. Something that has to do with you know media or whatever. So uh, we spoke you know, over message for quite a while and tried to see what we could come up with and threw out, I don't know how many countless names trying to get something to stick. And then he said, how about earn fun average? And I'm like, okay, yeah, I could see that. Well, from there, then we kind of took it from that and we kind of broke down the name. Um, so one of the segments we do is called the profit and loss piece. Mm-hmm. And so what you profit, obviously that's my last name. And then I like to joke that he's the lost piece, uh, <laughs> but with profit, something that you've earned or benefited or gained. Mm-hmm. So the earn piece and then fun, that's his number one thing was we want to have fun on this podcast. We want to laugh. We want to joke. So if anybody's ever heard any of our episodes, that's a big thing we like to do is joke around, have fun, obviously talk about minor league baseball. And then the average piece, we really played off of that because we knew we weren't going to be that good. So we went with that name and kind of dissected each piece of the the name. And I think it ended up turning out all right. At first, like I said, I wasn't sure. We're obviously playing off of earned run average, but changing that to earned fun average. And so it's kind of rolled from there. Now we've got up and we've had over 10 episodes out there and having a lot of fun with it. And listen, we are, you know, I know that I'm a huge fan of it just because like you said, it is something that I can put on and I can sit there and I can laugh and and I, it feels like I'm just there with you guys as you guys are having these conversations, like especially the part where, you know, you, you guys make fun of Johnny for buying a Wichita hat, but not really buying a wind surge hat, right? Like that whole thing happened. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is absolute gold stuff right here. This is great. I love it. We played off of that for I don't know how many weeks. So. We, he got into a conversation on one of our episodes about how he kind of took it to heart that the his beloved New Orleans baby cakes left him and moved to Wichita. 
and right. he's kind of holding it against him like it was a crazy ex-girlfriend or whatever so he's like <laughs> i'm not he's like refusing to get a wichita wind surge hat i was like well wichita did nothing to you but he kind of held it against them so we kind of played off of that for the longest time and eventually put up a twitter poll and said you know should johnny get a wind surge hat and overwhelming response said yes you need to get a wind surge hat well then he comes out and he does one of what you got when what you do with the unboxing video right a wichita wranglers hat and i'm like johnny that's not a wind surge hat <laughs> Wranglers didn't come from New Orleans to become the Wranglers. They were the Wranglers and moved to Northwest Arkansas. Right. So from there, uh, we gave him a hard time for the longest time about that. And then eventually my brother Joe sent him a wind surge hat. So he has one now. And he also, he got a turbo tubs, one of the wind surge alternate identities. Uh, he got their hat. So now he does finally have a wind surge, but we like to, we played off of that for the longest time. And I don't know how many episodes where we would talk about that, but yeah, we love giving him a real hard time about not having a Wichita wind surge hat, especially since he, he's like, well, it was from Wichita. I was like, I know, but it was the Wranglers. Yes. The right. Wind sell it. <laughs> that's not, that's team. a different yeah. team. Now, if they would have had a Wichita baby cakes hat, now that's a different story. Oh yeah. I actually own quite a few Wichita wind surge hat. Um, I got the, uh, the wind surge with the home plate on it. Mm -hmm. uh, the tumba vacas uh and i have the uh turbo boat so i got uh, quite a few of them you know so and oh the wranglers yeah they have the wrangler can't can't go wrong with that one <laughs> yeah right so uh i'm a fan of the team i didn't think i was going to be a fan of I, I at first i don't know what it was about the uh the pegasus i don't i wasn't you know too fond of it but it, it just grew grows on you right it, you know so i don't know what it was about it yeah, it definitely does grow on you. So as a season ticket holder, uh, I was at, they had a special event for season ticket holders during the announcement of the team name. There's a little kind of bar and a, a little venue where they have some concerts at that they held that one night and they had, you know, drinks and appetizers and whatever. And then they rolled out this video. So we're sitting there in anticipation watching this video. And at the end, they roll out you know, wind surge surging forward into the future and, you know, this and that. And then they showed the logo and it's just kind of like everybody as they <laughs> do for pretty much any team was like, I don't know, but it's grown on you, you know, it grows on me, grows on you. as like you said, so I like it at this point, you know, obviously they're not going to change the name because I think yeah. they have like a 10 year agreement with the Minnesota twins at this point. So I was glad that they brought in an alternate identity. And then, of course, this year, they didn't do it last year in their first season, but this year they joined the Copa mm -hmm. uh, program. And then with the Tumbavacas, the Wichita Cow Tippers. Now, that one I've heard a lot of pe people, because obviously being in Wichita, that means more to me. From, but then for those that are outside of Wichita, I've heard a lot of people love the Wichita Cow Tippers, the colors and the logo. And then when they rolled out the Wichita turbo tubs or the tub thumpers as Paul likes to call them. They uh, actually, I heard from them that they said that was actually the runner up and it was very close to being the actual name for the oh. Wichita wind surge. But then they kind of explained how they thought the wind surge would kind of last and test, you know, over time. And uh, so I was glad though, that they came out with the turbo tubs and they play with them, not just a couple of times a season, but every single Thursday. So, they're actually home tonight and they're playing as the turbo tubs tonight as well. So my wife's there at the game watching them as the turbo tubs. And I love the Jersey. If you've seen it, the Yo, colors yeah, and, oh, oh man, it's beautiful. 
Yeah, but as you said, the the Pegasus with the W, it's grown on you. But of course, our our friend Todd Radom designed that, and he designed the turbo tub. So he did a really good job on all that. But yeah, it takes a little time for the logos and the names to grow on you. But it's gone over been a couple of years now. So it and, and like you said, it grows on you. I actually don't mind it. There are other teams out there that have worse names, like you know their parent club. Uh, so <laughs> that's to me right there, a, a sin for minor league baseball to have the parent club name. That's just my opinion. And yeah, but, um, but yeah, that Jersey is absolute gold for the turbo tubs. It is beautiful. I love it. And the Tumba Vacas Jersey as well, man, like the colors, right? Like everything just pops and it's, you know, and it's absolutely uh, wonderful. Yeah. Uh, so, so let me ask you because, um, you guys, you know, like you, you know, like me and Paul were, you know, we've become, you know, good friends and, uh, we've done all this stuff, you know, we got our show and everything, but we've actually never met. Actually, that's not true because that actually changed. We actually met in Minnesota. We did the Minnesota twin billing with a bunch of good friends. It was a lot of fun. So we've actually met. So now that actually had to be corrected. So there's that. And now back to the episode in person. But you've actually got to meet your co-host in person. How was that experience for you guys? So that was a lot of fun. And before I jump into that, so I've actually met Paul as well. So he was the first one of our little Twitter community that I met. So it's kind of funny that I've met him first. Now I know I'm a lot closer to him in Colorado. Yeah. His baseball Palooza trip brought him to Wichita last year. So I got to meet him. So that was kind of fun. Uh, But yeah, we joked as we do all the time about never meeting each other or meeting each other. And I don't know, seven, eight years. Well, it just so happened that my brother and I did our little version. Uh, we call it Prophet Palooza. So we kind of took Paul's name, yeah. use that. So we actually went to Alabama at the beginning of May and we ended up going up to Nashville for a game. And then we drove down through Alabama, going to Montgomery. We went to Madison to see the trash pandas, got to see the Birmingham Barons. And so I was communicating with Johnny. So he had moved from New Orleans and now he's in Wheeler, Mississippi. And it's about two hours from where he's at to Birmingham. So I told him when I was going to be there and he was doing everything he could to make sure he could get over there, put it on his calendar. And it ended up working out. So we met up and he took us to one. He used to live in Birmingham for a while and he took us to one of his favorite restaurants for lunch. And so we met up with him and his wife, the CEO, and (laughs) had lunch with them. And then we went over to historic Rickwood Field. And we got to record one of our episodes inside the locker room there with a guy from the Friends of Rickwood telling us all these historic stories and everything. And then we ended up going over to the Regions Field to see the Birmingham Barons and the Tennessee Smokies. So we got to spend almost an entire day together. And it was an absolute blast. He, he had a lot of fun, you know, getting to meet, obviously me, but my brother Joe as well. And uh, my brother in a parking garage after the Barons game took a little mini bat and he knighted him as a prophet brother. So you might see him occasionally <laughs> say, you know, thank you, brother Joe or brother Eric, uh, or call himself Johnny prophet. So right. he's an honorary prophet brother now. So yeah, it was a ton of fun getting to meet him. And now he's trying to do everything he can to make it to Wichita to see a wind surge game. And he hasn't been up to Kansas city either. So I was thinking one of the times when he comes, we could go up and see the Negro leagues baseball museum. That would um, be cool because they have the Negro Southern leagues museum in Birmingham. And 
he told us about that. So my brother and I got to go check that out and that's an awesome museum. So a lot of fun getting to meet up with Johnny. Glad it happened sooner rather than later. So we had those stories to tell and got to record it up a couple episodes together in person. So can't wait, even though we're so far away from Kansas and Mississippi, can't wait till we get to meet up again. Yeah. And I think that's what the beauty of this community that you and me are part of, a part of, right? Like, I mean, this minor league community that we've got to meet so many cool people, you know, we've got to interact with them. And I honestly, you know, would, I believe this wholeheartedly that if it was a major league community, I don't think it would be the same as it is with, with our minor league community. Nope, not at all. I don't, I think you're correct. I don't think that would happen. No, I don't think so. Um, and I don't know. I, I I don't know if it'll ever happen, but you know what? I'm, I think, you know, you guys need to meet up and do more recordings together. Cause I mean, that's just gold stuff, man. That's, that was amazing. Yeah. A lot of fun and, uh, hope to get him. I told him he should move. If he moved to maybe like Fayetteville, that's, you know, a little bit, not quite the in-between point from where he lived. His daughter's grown and she's moved out. So she's not even living at home. So it's just him and his wife, the CEO. So yeah, I told him he should move a little bit closer, maybe not move to Wichita, but maybe yeah, over closer, to, absolutely. to Missouri or something. So we could meet up and do stuff more often. And, you know, I don't know how well he can convince <laughs> her that they should do that, but he's moved around before. So who knows? But yeah, I would love to get more interaction, get to meet up with him more at games if we can, or just go out and about. And Yes, they should. You, he definitely should. Uh, Johnny, you guys should definitely take a, take him up on that one. I think that would be a great <laughs> idea. So, uh, you know, so you said that you, you know, before uh, I go into my famous, not so famous questions here is I wanted to ask you because you did your profit Palooza. Um, was that something that just spurred the moment? You know, was that your first time you and, and Joe actually did something like that as brothers? Yeah, well, I said that it was, but then he reminded me. So when Paul did his profit his profit palooza, his Caputo <laughs> palooza, his baseball palooza trip uh, last year. We ended up doing a similar trip to him, to what his him and his friends did last year. So we actually went and started out in Northwest Arkansas um, in Springdale, where the Naturals play, and they're about four hours from here, so not too bad of a drive. And mm-hmm. then we end up going over to Tulsa to see the Drillers play. Oh, wow. From from Tulsa over to Oklahoma City, which is about an hour, hour and a half, and then back up to Wichita, where they had a game the following day. So we actually did a similar trip to Paul did. Now, I consider this our first Profit Palooza trip, but he reminded me that we did a kind of a smaller one. We just didn't have a name for it at the time. It didn't really classify it as such. So this was (laughs) technically our second one. Now we go to Wichita State baseball. They have... Um, we go to games all the time. We went to Wranglers games, Wingnuts games. So we'd go to games and we'd go up to Kansas City to see some Royals games. But as far as actual travel, travel, that was technically the second one, but the first one we considered Profit Palooza. And we kind of, you know, watching all these people online and how they had these trips planned, we're like, we need to start doing this. We need to get out, see these minor league stadiums. We obviously sure. wanted to start somewhat local, doing the kind of the region with the uh, naturals and the drillers and the OKC Dodgers. And then of course, Wichita, but then we wanted to expand it. So we had this trip lined up for Alabama for, I don't know, months. And now we've already have a tentative schedule for next year and the year after. So everybody's, you know, come to our stadium, come to our stadium. It's like, well, we're 
we're booked up. We'll see what we can do, but we're booked up for a couple of years now. Uh, we have obviously tentative plans to do. I think we're going to try to do the Pacific Northwest and see Mr. Mertens um, and that go up to some the hops and uh, some That's of the teams up in cool. that area, possibly next year. And then I was thinking of a different trip because we wanted to go see the Pensacola Blue Wahoos this yeah. year, but unfortunately they were on the road and then we didn't get to see Johnny's Biloxi Shuckers when we were um, in that area either. So we kind of want to go back down and pick up a couple those. of those teams. Yeah. Um, okay. Are you ready? Yes, sir. All right. You know, I'm gonna, you know which one I'm already going to give you. Okay. The, here's the very first one. You go to the ballpark. What's your drink and food of choice, my friend? So my food of choice, I would say, is a pretzel with salt and cheese. I don't nice. know why I have to have salt. Sometimes they put way too much on it. It's probably why my doctor says I have <laughs> high blood pressure, but that's a different story. So that, that's a totally different story. Right? I love uh, a ballpark pretzel. I will occasionally get a hot dog. Now, I actually got a cheeseburger last night, uh, but I would say most off would be the pretzel. Obviously, you have to get an ice cream sundae in the helmet. And then mm-hmm. drink a choice. I'd like to get local uh, beer. Most of the time I'll drink water, but if I get a beer, it won't be all the time. But if I do, mm-hmm. it's whatever's local. And then because they don't have it in Kansas, if I'm east of the Mississippi, it's got to be a yingling. There you go. Hey, we my wife was super happy when they had it over at the Durham Bowl. So you'll be able to have it there, my friend. Good. We were super happy. I'm like, oh, my God, it's here. Let's go. So that was our drink of choice at that that night. Yep. <laughs> so, and when you go with kids, it definitely helps out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, uh, <laughs> all right. If you could be in any movie, which movie would it be? If I could be in any movie, if you can be in any movie, old or new, you know, something coming up, which movie would it be? I'd have to say A League of Their Own. That's oh, my good favorite. Choice. My favorite baseball movie. Uh, maybe do a, a first base coach or something with Tom Hanks. Uh, he was absolutely hilarious in that. And it's my all-time favorite movie. Uh, baseball it's my wife's movie. favorite movie too. And I can sing that song that they sing in the, the locker room. I can sing that. I know all the lyrics because I've seen that movie so many times. So I'd probably have to say a league of their own. I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm going to put you on the <laughs> spot now. See, you shouldn't have said something like that. So now I need you to sing the song. <laughs> I'm not Pat Larson. I don't have a good singing voice. <laughs> uh, well, you know, see, this is what happens when you're on a podcast. You're like, you know, bad voice, good voice. Doesn't matter. You got to sing something. Now, part of it, man. We're the members of the All-American team. We come from cities near and far. We got Canadians, Irish, Swedes. We're one for all. We're all for one. We're all American nice love it i like it like it uh now on that note which is the worst song you've ever heard the worst song that i've ever heard yep. would be chumbawamba tum thumper <laughs> that, that it, it just gets stuck in your head and you just can't get it off of you when once you start hearing it man yes all right spirit animal what's your spirit animal i'd have to say a cheetah i don't know why other than i always want to be fast when i was growing up and of course they're one of the fastest animals so i'd have to say a cheetah i like it okay okay uh let's take a look here um have you ever regifted a gift yes i have who hasn't right <laughs> uh what will be your weapon of choice in a zombie apocalypse 
I'd have to say a pitchfork. Nice. Long enough and you can just, you know, fend them off. Okay. I like your thinking there. What Disney princess would make the best spy? Cinderella? I don't know. That's a really t- I don't know. <laughs> Elsa? I, like I don't know. That's a t- <laughs> I like it. What was your favorite show growing up? Probably Saved by the Bell. Oh, man. I remember watching that show all the time. Yes. All right. Uh, which, what is the most annoying color? Probably brown. It's just kind of dull and it's like not just, much to it. Just kind of there. there. <laughs> right. It's just there. Um, okay. Let's take a look here. Um, there's so many uh, questions, and I just want to make sure that I give you new ones because everybody prepares for this, from what I understand. Um, and then I just, you know. All right. Um, which animal do you think would be the biggest party animal? A flamingo. Ooh, that's a good one. I like that one. I like. Uh, I, I like don't. Flamingo. The only reason I'm saying that is. I'm just thinking of the Florence flamingos and how they're mm-hmm. pink and they, whatever, I forgot their slogan, but basically they just like to have fun. I don't know. That just popped in my head. And I was like, they feel like, I feel like they'd be yeah. a party animal. There will be a lot of fun. Kudos to that team, right? Going from the wolves to the flamingos and just really embracing the pink mm-hmm. man. Yep. Huge fan of that team. Huge, huge fan. And I, they finally got that hat. So, you know, I had to get one. What would you rather have to deal with? Have no nose but really good at smelling <laughs> fingers. Really good smelling fingers. It's <laughs> like, I need my nose. Forget it. Yeah. <laughs> Eric, this has been a lot of fun, my friend. Thank you for doing this. Where could people find you on social media? Yeah. Thanks, Ed. I appreciate you having me on. So I am on Twitter. It's at epro04. And then I have a ice cream helmet account on instagram and that's erox helmet so i just take a picture of all the ice cream sunday helmets i collect and then you can also find johnny and i if you want to follow along on instagram or twitter on our podcast earn fun average it's earned fun average and average is abbreviated avg so earn fund avg i like it and i'll make sure to put all of this information on there you have some beautiful uh, ice cream helmets, my friend. I mean, that Wranglers. I mean, I understand someone you got that as a surprise, but I don't know how that happened. Uh, Cleveland Guardians. I mean, you got some cool ones there, my friend. You got some cool helmets, man. Yep. I just kind of started the collection last year. Kind of that's how I met Paulo initially was I just Googled to try to find a little bit more about him. And his name popped up when you type in ice cream helmets, like the first 20 searches. And that's how I kind of got started with the minor league community. And Yes. Oh man, that Angels one with the with the wing, the old school Angels. Man, mm-hmm. yeah, one of my absolute favorite logos. Yep, definitely. by far. So, uh, again, man, dude, thank you so much. I'm gonna put everything, all your Twitter handles for the podcast and everything, uh, on the notes so that way people can follow you. Make sure you guys are following him. That podcast is absolute gold, guys. And Eric, thank you so much, my friend. Yep. Thanks, Ed. I appreciate it. No problem. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode with Eric. Make sure you guys are following him on Instagram and on Twitter, as well as the podcast. You guys, I'm telling you, it is good. It is a lot of fun. Now, 
before I go, I want to make sure you guys are telling one more person about this uh, podcast so that way they listen to it. The more people that listen to it, the better it is. I go up on the rankings, all that good fun stuff, okay? Make sure you give it five stars. Now, here's the last part of, uh, of uh, of the episode, okay? How do you stop a newspaper from flying away in the wind? Use a news anchor. (laughs) All right. I'll see myself out. All right, guys. Make sure you guys are supporting the minor leagues. See ya. This podcast is part of the Curved Brim Media Network. Here are some of the other members of Curved Brim Media. Hi, this is Ed Rivera of the Data Chronicles. Join me as I interview people just like you and players, coaches, GMs on the path that led you to become a fan of the sport. I'm Paul Caputo, and on the Baseball by Design podcast, I talk to minor league baseball teams, designers, and other super interesting people about what these minor league baseball logos mean. And I talk a little bit about ice cream helmets. What's up, Bucketheads? I'm Anna Tomaso, and each week on the Baseball Bucket List podcast, I speak with a different fan about their favorite baseball memories, what the game means to them, and what's left to check off on their baseball bucket list. Hey guys, this is Patrick Larson from the Minor League Baseball Hat History Series. And in every episode, I go through the history of minor league teams through my personal collection of hats. You can find me on Twitter at at PatLarson1. I hope you guys enjoy. This is Patrick. And Corey. Oh, BaseballMapper.com. And we have made an interactive map to help highlight all baseball teams from the majors down to collegiate summer leagues. We want to bring you closer to baseball. So get on the site and find a team near you today. Learn more about Curve Brim Media at curvebrimmedia.com.